Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, look, I know he has been one of the few bright spots this season. It pains me to say this, but the more that I think about it, even if the Lakers can, I'm not sure the Lakers should keep Malik Monk for next season. I want to say that this is not a reflection of the season that Malik Monk has had. He has done everything in his power to make a great case for being kept around. And honestly, it wasn't up until fairly recently that I started kind of, this doubt started creeping into my mind. He's averaged in in 62 games this season, 27 starts, that's way too few, about 13 points, a couple assists, a few rebounds, About 30, or or I guess about 40% from three point range, uh, about 47% from the field. Altogether, perfectly fine year, especially given the expectations. It was his signing is one of a very few actual wins by the front office this last offseason. If he wants to come back at the minimum, or if that's all that his options are, then sure. Yeah, then it makes sense to keep him at that minimum. I just don't think he's going to be kept at that at that level. He is still young. He's younger than you think he is. He's sitting currently right now at only 24 years old. So that's still relatively young. This guy is going to be in demand as, again, one of the few Lakers who outperformed their expectations this year. So again, I'm not saying that Malik Monk, the player, I don't want him back. I, the, the case that I'm going to be making here is more about the players that the Lakers are going to have next season, the assets they're going to be working with next uh, this upcoming offseason, and, and frankly, they don't have many of them. As it stands currently, the Lakers next season are going to have Russell Westbrook on the books for 47 mil and some change. LeBron on the books for 47 and a half million or 44 and a half million dollars. And Anthony Davis at about 38 million dollars. Taylor Horton Tucker is going to be making 10.2 mil. And then you have Kendrick Nunn's player option, probably picking that up after this season. And then you have uh, options on Stanley Johnson and Austin Reeves. Both of whom I would I would predict that the Lakers are going to uh, pick up those options. So if you look at that list, right, uh, Russ guard, Taylor Horton Tucker guard, Kendrick Nunn guard, Austin Reeves, who's probably going to be stepping into a bigger role next season, shooting guard, right? And and if you're now look, we we don't know what the Russell Westbrook trade is going to look like. We know that the Lakers are going to be trying to do one. Or just try to stretch him outright. So even if you don't want to say that you want to count Russ in that equation next year, I would imagine the Lakers are going to be taking back a guard in that equation uh, and 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 in that trade. And that, again, means that the Lakers will have probably a couple of their most highly paid players be at the guard positions, right, with Taylor Horton Tucker and Russell Westbrook and also... Uh, Kendrick Nunn. So, look, the Lakers' issue this year with their approach in the offseason last year, I guess, was that they they made moves that people could talk themselves into in a vacuum. If you only looked at these moves in a vacuum, you said, oh, yeah, Malik Monk on the minimum, that seems fine. 
Tillon Horton Tucker at 10-ish mil, 9-ish mil. Oh, okay. Kendrick Nunn on uh, a small exception. Oh, all right. Right? If you just say those things without any relation to each other, you can convince yourself, yeah. Yeah, that makes some sense on each of those signings. However, that's not how basketball works. That's not how a- asset allocation works. And for the Lakers next year, they can't make that mistake again. And while the Lakers are going to have, I believe, an exception that they might be able to offer to uh, Malik Monk as a means to pay him above the veterans minimum. And again, it sucks to say this because I really enjoy watching him play basketball, but I just don't think the Lakers can use one of their few non-minimum salary slots on a player who is his height and weight, right? They need to get bigger next year. They need uh, to get back to bigger, stronger, faster, because that was the identity that won them a championship uh, two seasons ago. And I, you know, it sucks. I really enjoy Malik, but, and, and, and like off and on the court guy seems like a, a, a legit dude. It, it's, it just comes down to the salary crunch that the Lakers find themselves in. Now, look, if the Lakers are able to move Russ and bring in wings, plural, in that move, which I wouldn't bank on, but still, if that is able to happen, cool. If the Lakers decide they want to move Taylor Horton Tucker for an actual 3-and-D wing, cool. That opens your options up a little bit more. Uh, to be able to have a more serious conversation with Malik Monk. By the way, given Rob Polinka's tendencies in 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 you know keeping Taylor Horton Tucker his pick over Alex Caruso, somebody who was not initially brought in on Rob Polinka's watch, it wouldn't surprise me to see him double down on Malik Monk again. One of the Lakers' few wins from last year, but again, it, it just it's it just winds up being that you don't want to head into a season with the out-of-balance roster that the Lakers had started this season with and had throughout this season with, where you had zero wing depth, you had zero big depth because the two bigs that you signed were both not great, Um, and then you had a a gluttony of guards where you have these three-point guard lineups and somehow aren't great at shooting, which is kind of an accomplishment in, in its own right. But what you want to be able to do is get back to the bigger, switchier, more athletic, faster, in-your-face type of athleticism that the Lakers just didn't have this year. And while, I, again, I enjoy Malik's game, he is not that kind of a player. And if you are not going to have that kind of a player out there, he can't be replicated on the roster. And as it currently stands next season, he would be. This is also one of those interesting spots where fandom and analysis can kind of diverge from each other, right? Divert from each other where where I again, as a fan, I thoroughly enjoy watching Malik Monk play. He's Look, basketball seems incredibly fun for Malik Monk. You can shoot from 35 feet out, you can jump out of the gym, you have great handle like it you know, defense isn't all that great, but but offensively, like that guy walking into a YMCA, I <laughs> it would be an absolute blast. I really enjoy watching him play. But 
when it comes to analyzing the Lakers' options this upcoming offseason, I still have to keep it real with what the Lakers clearly need. And as things currently stand, and as none will probably be back, as THT will probably be back, um, that makes it really difficult to stick with Malik and and have that many guys six four and shorter. Uh, when you, you 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 know we saw that movie already, it sucked. I don't need to watch that movie again. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out the Taco Tuesday Podcast, which uh, I think we're going to hear Alex Regla broken on the airwaves. Uh, he wrote, again, a, a fantastic column about how draining this season has been, how draining this team is to write about. So we just said, screw it. Both you Alex's, like, is this your least favorite Lakers team of all time? Um, and usually it's in those kinds of conversations that you get to some really dark, fun comedy, at least <laughs> that's where I usually wind up. So you're going to want to check that out. Um, I, I know I promised you guys a fun guest. That has unfortunately fallen through for tomorrow. Um, so you're just going to have to deal with me and Harrison talking. So, yeah. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.